What's going on? Uh, what's happening? What? Huh? What? You're... Wait, what? What? Uh, uh, Why are you putting my hand on your bosom? My, pa- my pants are tight. What happened? <laughs> In 1993, Brooke McEldowney began publishing his newspaper comic, Nine Chickweed Lane. Nearly 30 years later, he's still writing it. Still. And we're still reading it. What is wrong with us? I, I don't know. I'm Brooke Dillman. And I'm Jeff Drake. And this is a podcast about our obsession. This is Nine Chickweed Rage. Why did I feel that anger machine? It never will. Um, I, I do want to say that I considered, uh, at around 9am this morning mm-hmm. when I was like, I'm pretty much ready to go. Oh. I considered, I was like, maybe I will spend the time before this. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do my meditation right now. I usually meditate. I try to meditate for 10 minutes a day. No, and it's not that kind. Well, don't poo-poo Nami Oho Renge Kyo. I don't know what that is. What is that a reference to? That's the mantra. Nami Oho Renge Kyo. Who's Nami Oho Renge Kyo. It's a very famous uh, Hmm. like Buddhist mantra. Oh. I just do it. I do on Headspace. uh, Uh, Now I'm looking for a sponsor. There's the (laughs) decoke. Do you have three mini ones for breakfast? No, here's the thing. I already had my two-liter bottle caffeine ones and then this is a decaffeinated one but i just couldn't go through the two liter bottle because the fizz is gone and so i needed fizz why why in 2022 why are you buying a two liter bottle of anything because they're out of cans even the minis so i had to or i my head would blow off my body got it got it got it oh god oh no what's happening now now it you're got hot. hot. That was so much technical <laughs> stuff. You know, I could have started I am early. I'm 100% but... ready to go. <laughs> Just a minute. I could have started I... early, but I started watching the, the rocket launch. What? Accelerating! Well, I miss what rocket launch was it? They launched a rocket to the space station. Oh, I love First uh, uh, female Native American in space. Oh, that's excellent. I mean, it was, it, it really is like your heart is pounding as it's yeah. going on. I, I love those. But was it, uh, was it SpaceX launching? It, it's a combo of SpaceX and NASA combined. Yeah. Let's, let, just for the record. Yeah. Any company that Elon Musk has anything to do with. Yeah. Let's do our part to dispel the myth that he's the brains behind it. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. You're the one who introduced me to this, that he's just a... He's the money guy. He's a... He, what he's smart at... He's just at a boob ...is money. venture capital. That's what okay. he's smart at. Okay. And as... And any time I talk about him now, the only thing I ever talk about is, as a child, he played with emeralds. <laughs> That's, that was a toy for him. Emeralds. He was, he's a rich kid who's not... Didn't ever need to be smart so he's not smart he's just not smart right he didn't yeah. come up with tesla other guys came up with tesla and he put the money in the company he's just, a dummy it, it fascinates, he's a big dummy it fascinates me 
It fascinates me. Oh, boy. It fascinates me. It fascinates me. It fascinates me, too. That that reminds me of when uh, when my nieces, my little sister's daughters, were, um, uh, when they were small, they were like five and six or something like that. And um, one of them had written a note to either either to my sister or to the other <laughs> either to my sister or to her sister so it, from one niece to another or from my from my niece to my sister uh, and the <laughs> Brooke fell asleep oh oh i'm sorry have you finished describing who it was she was saying that it was that she was proud of whoever it was but she wrote i am powdo P-O-W-D-O. I'm Powdo. So the whole family I'm Powdo says Powdo. You. I'm Powdo, I'm Powdo you. you. I'm Powdo Aww. you. It's very sweet. <laughs> I'm Powdo you. Well, and you also See, have, I'm your sister says Honk Shu. I, I should have said Honk Shu when I was That's been snoring. a long time. She's the first one I ever heard say it. Well, and you and know, now other, I've seen it, I've seen other people like say it. Now it's a, now it's a thing. She, she said well, it when she was like in high school. So that was. Well, I've been trying to spread years. it. So. I, maybe it, it, maybe it was me things. that was spreading it. What? When did you just turned into Brooke McEldowney talking about spreading things? <laughs> Ew, that's not. I would. I was accusing you of being patient zero of a lot of communicable diseases. <laughs> so that's no, not. That's, that's just no, 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 no. There was nothing sexual about what I was suggesting. But if I were Brooke McEldowney, oh no, oh god, you know, here it comes. Oh, can you hear that? Can I hear what? That? Because it's no. the plumber in our house. He's going through our wall, our cool. closet wall. Yeah, and I, look, I stopped uh, you from doing it. I stopped you from doing uh, it. You did, but you're not gonna keep. You're not gonna keep me. You can't. You can't keep Brooke McEldowney out of this podcast. Now, now I I know like you and I both. Are like very big on Halloween, like our family, not yours and mine. We don't have a family together. <laughs> yeah, it's a very it's a very big deal at our house. We have a I sent yeah. you a picture oh of God. our very oh, it's and insane. we're not even done. We're not even done. We've got lights to put up. We've got a giant inflatable pumpkin yet to put out, but we have a big graveyard set up. We have one of those. We have one of those. Um, like uh, the floppy guys that you with the fan, the fan yeah. man. Oh yeah, we've we've got one mesmerizing. We've got one that's like fifteen feet high. That's a ghost. <gasps> that's so spooky. What you do is you have to buy the uh, you buy the big fan, and it's very it's it's so loud. <laughs> it's sure, so your loud. neighbors are going. There's going to sure be noise. They fucking hate us because yeah. I turn it on in the morning and I leave it on until night. Okay. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just constantly. You can hear it inside. I was in the bathroom in in the house, like a full full wall between me and that. I could still hear it. Anyway, we have a huge, huge display of Halloween stuff. We have ghosts hanging in a tree. We have two skeletons sitting at a table. We have a whole graveyard set up. Then we have some whimsical things. We have a Slimer inflatable from Ghostbusters. Oh, sure. We have uh, Darth Vader holding a pumpkin because sure. <laughs> and then we have a that's like right. a train, uh, like a train driven by a skeleton that's also an inflatable. We got we love 
Halloween because Halloween is a very fun. Uh, it's a very fun holiday to decorate for. Because you got your pumpkins and spooky stuff. And inside we've got like skulls that have lights inside that change colors. We have tons of stuff. We're just resplendent with Halloween decoration because we love Halloween because why? Who doesn't? Right. Who doesn't? Well, and here's the thing is that it's also a really fun time for cartoons and comic strips. It should be. And and it. And, um, you know, like TV shows do their Halloween episode, yeah. all that. Everybody has fun with Halloween. Except? Except Brooke McEldowney. Right. I've I've taken uh, Halloween strips over the years from Nine Chickweed Lane. And, um, yeah, it's real fun. Here's the part that blows my mind. Okay. Right? This, okay, there's only one part. <laughs> Well, no, because I don't think you've thought about this, this part of it. Like, he's not celebrating, like, the, the whole fun of Halloween and it's fall. And if you live, like, where the leaves change, it's beautiful. And, like, yeah. you know, it's all of that. He's, that part of it is that that part escapes him doesn't surprise me as much as this is the horniest fucking comic out there, and he loves like putting Etta in oh, bikinis yeah. and putting everybody in bikinis and lingerie. And this yeah, like, is the sexy nurse, right? And... This is the time of year that women dress as sexy, whatever, sexy poop emoji, <laughs> sexy, yeah. like every <laughs> like the most ridiculous things you can tits. think of have, yeah. have been turned into sexy costumes. And Brooke McEldowney is not drawing these. That's why when I sent you the text, I was like, oh, maybe there will be a lot of really hilarious, like gross things that he has drawn, like with costumes. I was very surprised that there is no celebration of Halloween, probably because, you know, it's it's below him. Uh, yeah, it's beneath him. The, the plebs. The general public celebrates this pagan oh, ritual. No. Seems to be their only excuse to dress up as uh, sexy things. And, oh dear! Uh, I, my readers know that you can dress like a sexy nurse every oh. day. Oh, I'm nauseous! <laughs> nauseous! So I, didn't I am take shocked. My I am shocked, shocked that there is not a parade of every That's year a- some new sexy thing that Esme. And Etta and Juliet and all of the women of Nine Chickweed Lane. And the don't, cow. <laughs> Sven's the pockets. Well, well, I feel like we saw his, the calf already dressed in a costume because it was wearing an eyes wide shut mask. That's right. So the like, eyes <laughs> Classic. That should have been the Halloween. That would have made more sense Perfect. than the ones we're about to. Well, rate. let's let's get into it because I'm very, I'm very curious. I'm very curious about this. And I. Uh, <laughs> okay, this and is a this really is old when, one. This is a really old a one. A really old one. And this is when she's a little Ed is a, a little kid in this. Mm-hmm. So this would have been a great one to it's be, like It's before her 13th birthday. That he talked about when great things happen. Before she developed oh, no. hips. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, so oh my god, he talks to your child like uh, oh. No, he's disgusting. All right, so we are seeing a blackboard on which something is being written repeatedly. And what we see 
in cursive is, when vexed, I shall not vociferate. That is written five times. So Mm -hmm. not only vexed, but vociferate. (sighs) Anyway, when vexed, I shall not vociferate. 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 Next panel unsyntactic, graphically violent metaphor. Say that five times. Yeah, well, like she, ri- she, she writes it. It's Etta mm-hmm. writing it. She's, um, you know, in, in junior high. And... If she, that. And she's that. thinking English teachers. So I shall not vociferate unsyntactic, graphically violent metaphor. Let's break this down. Does that mean cursing? Let's go to vociferate... Mm-hmm. So cipher eight is shout, complain, or argue loudly. So I will not, I will not, when, when vexed, so, so when, when angry, ups- when, when upset, upset and angry, okay. When upset, yeah. I shall not complain or shout unsyntactic, so like out of order, graphically violent metaphor. So when upset, I shall not Shout. Ungrammatically Ungrammatical, graphically violent metaphor. And is that a curse word or? That apparently some graphic, she she had some graphically violent metaphor. So he's, he's got something in his mind. I don't know what it is. I don't know what metaphor graphically violent, go fuck yourself (laughs) comes to mind. Oh, that sounds good for him. Yeah. And it's not a metaphor. Go, go stab yourself in the vagina. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, that's sorry. not a metaphor. I'm what sorry. would the metaphor? Whoa! whoop, Back this up. <laughs> what did you? Just well, say? I was trying to think of something he would. You know, like we'd go, go stab yourself in the eye or whatever. And but sure, him, I think Brooke McEldowney would say your... in the vagina. <laughs> well, I always say I'm going to stab myself in the eye. Is what I say oh, when. Okay. But like anytime I read Nine Chickweed Lane, I'm like I'm going to stab myself in the eye. So you were, you were imagining that he. Had said, go stab yourself in the vagina. That's something he would say. Well, possibly. But she's, yeah, I'm sorry, she's very young here. I think she's even in grade school. So how would she even be able to write these words? He's just showing she's brilliant again. Yeah, but mostly he's showing, look how fucking smart I am. Vociferate. A word literally no one has ever used. (laughs) No one has used vociferate. Like, why would you ever use that word? Because to use any, to use... English teachers. To use vociferate and unsyntactic together is to, is to be like, I dare you to ask me what that means. Because I know. And if you ask me, that means you don't know. And so guess who's smarter? It's me. Right. Break yeah. Michael Downey. I'm smarter than you. He want he wants you to so say something already. in the comments so, so he mad. can go. But oh. he doesn't. It's just that's the thing is like he doesn't like he in in on his blog he was like I like he hates like forums where people get to like comment on stuff like this probably because people are like what the fuck dude vociferate what the fuck is this vociferate how did this fucking asshole get this far I mean he's been doing this for thirty god 
damn years. He has won an award. Oh when vexed, God. I will not vociferate unsyntactic, graphically violent metaphor. English teachers. I don't know what metaphor he's talking about. It's something that's graphically violent. I don't. I. I can't think of it. Like what you would well, get and, in trouble. And she's a for, child, right? That you would get in trouble for saying in school that's graphically violent, and that's a metaphor. You'd call the chi- you'd call the school psychologist to go like she's she's screaming graphically violent metaphor. It's very strange. She's eleven. Win vexed. Win vexed. I shall I'm not Unsyntactic, graphically violent metaphor. Ew. Dear me, I have to go powder my face, you see. Uh, my quite... wig needs to be mm. puffed up. I'm quite vexed, as it turns <laughs> out. And I'm so sorry if I was vociferating unsyntactically because of my vexation, you understand. I think you should be punished. I should be. I should have to write in cursive, you know, of course. Cursive? Write it five times. I should have to write a sentence on the chalkboard. As an English teacher. English teachers. (laughs) English teachers. They think they know more than me. They don't. You see, I am a child and I am smarter than my teacher, you see. (laughs) And that's what vexed me, is I'm smarter, so I vociferated. (laughs) Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's 2002, (laughs) and the first uh, panel is a cow's ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cow is then looking over its shoulder, possibly expecting Sven Spocket, and then disappointed instead because it's Thorax. And Thorax says, Madeline, we have come to a crossroads in our relationship. Dot, dot, dot. And then drop down a line. Dot, dot, dot. I am no longer prepared to bask in your glory. That's the punchline. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? He's about to go milk her, too. He has right. a, he has I, a, I forgot. He's got a milking stool and a pail with him. And so we've come to a crossroads in our relationship. I'm no longer prepared to bask in your glory. The glory of her teats? Is it a boob joke even for a cow? Uh, I mean, if it were Sven, I would say 100% yes. But <sighs> thorax... I got I got no answer to this one. I don't know, but I mean, what is other what than to it? say, happy Halloween? <laughs> yeah, happy Halloween, Jeff. What the? I mean, what uh, the? The kids are gonna love it. Fun Halloween comic. I'm no longer prepared to bask in your glory. Thorax says to a cow. So there's some sort of glory that the cow was exuding previously. I mean, did the cow win a prize earlier that year at the fair or something? I guess. I don't... Let's say. Let's say. Okay, let's imagine that that happened. Okay, okay. The cow, like, I'm no longer prepared to bask in your glory. Like, we've come to a crossroads. I'm no longer prepared to bask in your glory. It's not like I'm no longer, it's like I'm not prepared to do that anymore. It's a weird choice, the word prepared. Like, because instead of, like, it appears that he's like, we're moving to, we've come to a crossroads. We're moving to something new. Me milking you. 
apparently. And so like being, I'm not no longer prepared feels weird as opposed to like, I'm no longer willing to bask in willing, right. Willing to just bask in your glory, which would seem to make, but I'm no longer prepared to bask in your glory. It's, it's like he's breaking up with her. (laughs) I'm not like, here's the, I'm going to give you the stool and the pail. You do it yourself. I can't, I, I'm no longer prepared to, to like be in the glow of your magnificence. Right. How, how dare you overshadow me, Madeline? Or, or not even how dare you just like, I, I'm at a loss. Like you're so magnificent. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. This, this cannot be like what it, what, this is the first time he's milked this cow. She doesn't look, she looks old, I guess. (laughs) Like I know how. Well, I, I think judge. that's how a cow looks. <laughs> you know, can judge an age of a cow. Okay, okay. Well, you Calm can't. You I mean, if it wasn't a cartoon cow, you would. I don't know. Be like, I still to. feel like I feel like he thinks he is like the the premier wordsmith in the universe, right. and yet there's all there's like phrases like this that it's like, what do you mean you're not prepared anymore? I'm not prepared to like, you know. To bask in your glory. I, I don't know. I'm no longer prepared. But he I, looks prepared. He's got the milking yeah, stool. Yeah, he's, he's ready to milk her. Like, so he looks prepared. So, I mean, I guess what he would just... Normally, he would go out there and just stare at her because she was so such a magnificent creature in his mind. And then he's like, I'm not right. prepared to do that any longer. I'm prepared for something else. It's... No, I don't know. Okay, even if we figure out what it is he's actually trying to say, it's not funny it's not a punchline. No, line. and if, if, <laughs> and if she had won a prize at the fair, the be- you could draw the ribbon, or she's wearing the ribbon, the blue ribbon around I mean, her I neck. I know, but that's our the- assumption that that's, that that's the glory that we're talking right, about. But maybe, the glory. But, that's, but there's no indication of that being the case. So it's like, it's so, it's so perplexing that there's no <sighs> joke here there's no joke which there doesn't ever seem to be no there's never a joke i i, I love how we're surprised each time no I, well, that there's no joke the thing is what is funny to him is the roundabout way that his characters speak and they all speak in exactly the same way there's no like if you took any of these lines out of context and said, wh- who said this line? Every character speaks in the most circuitous manner. That, that, is the, that is also the signature of bad writing. It's like there's not, it's like in good writing, I should be able to, like if you pulled lines out of context of the show Cheers and just said a line, like you would know, oh, that's Coach. Right. Oh, that's, right. oh, that's not Coach, that's Woody. Oh, that's, you know, that's Rebecca. That's, that's Diane. You know, you know, just by hearing the words together, even without the voice, that you can tell by the words who's talking. In this comic, everybody talks like Brooke McEldowney. Every single character talks like him, and he finds himself endlessly fascinating. And because he is the smartest person in the world and everybody else can go stab themselves in the vagina. <laughs> See, I knew it. Yep. I, okay. I'm Pouto you. <laughs> and I'm Pouto you, 
honks you and go stab yourself in the vagina. Okay, so on to 2005. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's 2005. And Edda Edda is walking down the street. She's looking at her reflection. She is wearing a, appears to be a cowl neck, a black cowl neck over some sort of blousy other sweater. (laughs) So <laughs> she's got like 85 sweaters on. She's thinking to herself as she's admiring her reflection in a window that says ma. So I don't know what, mm-hmm. what the rest of that word is, but no, it says I ma. No clue what okay, that is. so go ahead. Finally, I'm taken seriously. Dot, 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 dot. Not as a teenager, but as a mature woman. Dot, 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 dot. Someone other women must reckon with. In the next panel, then, she sees somebody on the street who, uh, now there's no background, so it's, uh, it, the, yeah. that person is also in the place where the, where she was seeing her reflection, so I don't know, I don't know where we are all of a sudden. Where it went. But. Where Ma went. Yeah, but she uh, then runs into somebody on the street immediately and says. Oh, hi, Janice. Drop dead, says the woman with a, <laughs> with a, with like scraggly hair. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Janice fucking hates Edda. Janice, I'm on your side, for the record. (laughs) Uh, Then the final panel, now she looks a little crestfallen as she walks on. Thinks to herself, all things considered, she reckoned with me pretty well. Yeah. So, okay. So, So of course, women have to be just completely jealous and fighting Uh over who looks the best. Yeah. I'm the prettiest. No, I'm the prettiest. More men like to look at me. No, more men like to look at me. Drop dead. Because they're in competition. It doesn't doesn't pass the Bechdel test where there are two women... Like they and that two women can share a scene and like not fucking hate each other. Well, and also I that was the best. I'm sorry, the best voice you could have picked for Janice. The way she's drawn. Also, Janice is drawn with just like a a a mess of like a scarecrow hay on her head. A short, short, yeah. brutally short. Like it. There's no style to it. And of course, then Etta is right. like her hair's in a bun. She looks like all put together. Ba, ba, boom. Yeah. Janice, according to the uh, internet, is a friend of Etta's from the ballet company. They seem like friends. I always tell my friend, drop dead, Jess. She has a crush on Mark, who remains her friend while gently rebuffing her advances. So, of course, it's a woman who is throwing herself at a man. In this case, Mark... Mark appears to be gay, so according to the character description. So there's a reason why he's rebuffing her advances. Right. But of course she's throwing herself at him because she's a woman in Nine Chickweed Lane. So she's doing that. Yeah. So great. And all they do is hump men. <laughs> who, who are clueless as to what the fuck clueless. is happening. What's going on? Uh, what's happening? What? Huh? Huh? What? You're... Wait, what? What? Huh? Uh. Why are you putting my hand on your bosom? My my pants are tight. What happened? (laughs) Oh, God. Honestly, it's October 31st in 2005, and Brooke McEldowney has two women in, uh, in the comic strip, and... Neither one is dressed as a sexy anything. It's mind-blowing to me. It's mind-blowing to me. That is. They hate each other. Why can't they? Why wouldn't he? I would have imagined that he would draw them in. They're both wearing the same sexy thing. And Janice says, drop dead. 
No, he has to draw it that the woman who's less attractive, all, all they want is for pretty women to be dead. They hate them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, women have to hate Edda because she's perfect. Yeah, because she's pretty. She's pretty and she's... And we're just all so jealous we're not as pretty. She's a, a ballet dancer and a martial artist and a concert pianist and all of that. Okay. And a nymphomaniac. <laughs> and a nymphomaniac married to an idiot that oh, every God. single day he wakes up and has to be retaught how sex works. Okay, 2007, happy Halloween, 2007. Uh, I don't know who I'm looking at here. I don't know what's happening. Okay, hold on. I have to look up a couple of names because it looks like there's okay. a Diane. That Diane. We're I don't know who Diane is. Diane Durley. Oh, okay. This gives us some background on this. Formerly Sister Aramis. A nun who used to teach mm. English at the Catholic high school that Edda and Amos attended. She left her vocation after falling in love with Francis Durley. That's who was also here, right? Francis? Francis is a former Catholic priest who left his vocation after falling in love with Diane. So these are, this is a, 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 a priest and a nun, former nun who fell in love and now they're getting married. So they can no longer be a priest and a nun. Okay. Hey. So. We start off with a the person presiding over the wedding who I don't know who it is. So it looks um, like and it looks like in the Catholic Church, to my knowledge, women cannot be priests, correct? I guess it looks yeah, like so a woman it does look in like a Michael Jackson jacket. <laughs> exactly. It does. it does not look like a priest investments. I mean the curly hair is bonk. It's like Gene Wilder hair. But it looks like an old woman. It looks like this is how she would sound. Diane, will you take Francis here <laughs> present oh, right. for but your it's lawful... Not, but, it's not, but that's not what it is, because it's a man. Oh, okay. So <laughs> No, you can do it that way. Diane, will you take Francis here present for your lawful wedded husband according to the right of our holy mother, the Catholic Church? And then the next shot is over Francis's shoulder to Diane, who looks like she's threatening Francis. Mm -hmm. She looks, mm -hmm. she, her eyes are leveled at him. Her head is tilted a little bit. And she says, oh, dot, 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 dot. I will. Why is she mad? I don't know. But she also is made to look like she is a ravishing beauty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This nun was just waiting to cut. You know, it was like she took off the habit and, yeah. oh, my God. It's, da -da -da. You know, it's Christy Brinkley. <laughs> right. Oh. Right. And then suddenly we're with Etta and some nun. And Etta says to the nun, uh, whispers to her. She couldn't sleep and spent the whole night watching Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart films. And the nun says, my glasses just steamed up. <laughs> what? I mean, Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart films. Are great. They're great. There's a lot of there's a lot of chemistry between those two because sure. there was a lot of chemistry between those yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. But... 
This is a nun we've seen before. I'm trying to find out who this is. Sister or something. Sister Stephen. The teacher. She teaches the, them A mother the superior runs the Catholic school. Edda and Amos once said, archetypically strict nun with no sense of humor and nicknamed Sister Caligula by her students. She does occasionally show a human side to her nature and was once called Florence Ann. That's Sister Stephen. And her glasses are fogged up. Oh, my God. You know what they look like? What? Boobs. <laughs> they do look like... <laughs> they look like boobs. Her steamed up... Her steamed up spectacles with her eyes barely b- visible behind look exactly like boobs. Exactly like... Put this up on the Twitter feed so people they can look see like we're boobs. not kidding. They look like boobs. Um, the, the curious thing to me is what... Let's go back to the second panel. Can you see how tightly cinched her dress is? Like she literally has our, it's an hourglass shape. Hourglass. A, she a has nun. like a 24 inch waist and then bazongas for days. And then. Yeah. Uh, They're spilling out the side. I yeah. mean, talk about side boob. Yeah. So anyway, she's wearing her wedding dress. No shame in it. Like. Make yourself look beautiful on your wedding day. But, of course, Brooke McEldowney has her, like, drawn as, like, this, you know, va-va-boom. And, and like, the, do you take him to be your husband? Oh, I will. And oh, his, like and she's going to just, you know, F she's, the shit out of him. Right. But, I mean, it's going to take a while because there's no way he understands what that means right right at the beginning. Oh, that's, he's a man. I, he's I a man. I want to talk about this this thing that he does, though, with the ellipses. Because it's, oh, ellipsis, and then drop down a line, ellipsis, I will. And he does it all the time to to indicate this pause. And even dropping down a line makes you naturally pause in it so that you, if it was just period and no yeah. ellipsis before I, you would still get that it's, oh, I will. Like, oh, period. Yeah, you would deliver the... Oh, yeah, period deli- is enough of a pot. That's a thought. Oh, I will. That That's enough. But he does it all the time. He did it on the previous one as well with I'm taken seriously. Ellipsis. Drop down a line. Another ellipsis. Not as a teenager, but as a mature woman. Ellipsis. Drop down a line. Another ellipsis. Someone other women must reckon with. Why the long pauses instead of just. I'm taken seriously, comma, not as a teenager, but as a mature woman, comma, someone other women must reckon with. What, why make it, I'm taken seriously, not as a teenager, but as a mature woman. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, having dinner with him? Someone other women must, re- I mean, it's, no, I can't. A dinner with him would take, you know, 14 hours. So he does this. Him telling all- a story. Yeah. Yeah, these dramatic pauses to take a sip of his giant red wine that he then has to be like, oh, that's very jammy with a <laughs> autumnal finish. You can taste the notes. Yeah, can you notes. just finish the story, Brooke? What, you can taste can, the can notes, we have the, the mineral notes. Have, can you bring everyone, out the salads? Uh, just a moment. I, can everyone take a moment and We've taken look it's, at the it's, legs. It's 1030 and the look, salads haven't uh, been delivered. I understand, but just look at the... Legs of swirling around. I see it. Oh God! Don't Let's get him started a, on legs. Take a nose full of it. D- really drink it oh, in God. with your old. Yes, I've had red wine before, Brooke. Senses take take in. You can smell my. I know Tuscany. my senses are working all the time. You can I smell have five Tuscany. Of them. 
And the oh scent God! Of now we're back to Italy. Cinnamon. Can we just have the is salads? Any, is anyone? Please, can else some? I'll go get cinnamon? them. I'm gonna get the salads. Yeah, insufferable. <laughs> There's nothing more insufferable than this human. This is one of his favorite things. Is like a million. First of all, the Macaldoni ellipsis or more. Plus one, plus two, or just this favorite one where it's like, I'm dropping down a line anyway, but I have to, I have to like, there has to be even more drama to it or whatever. It's so dumb. And then at her wedding, she wouldn't just be, oh, I will. She's like, you know? I can't. I mean, your, your wedding, you're like, no, no, I no. love this person. Right. No, but that's not what it's about. You were onto it earlier where it's like, she's a former nun. He's a former priest. They haven't done it yet. And what she's saying is. I'm ready to fuck this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then the nun is like, please. She's like, ooh. The nun is like, and she couldn't sleep and spent the whole night watching. Uh, Of course, it's like Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart films because it's Brooke McEldowney. It has to be something from like the 40s and 50s. Sure. Like, no, no, no shade thrown on those films. They're great. But like, they're great. Like, at, like, that, at, like that that is oh that's the sauciest thing i can that yeah. i can think of and that's the that's the thing that that steams up sister steven's glasses or are her glasses steamed up because Etta is whispering so close to her glasses <laughs> that she could you get, up i can't her see Etta. Etta, jesus Etta, get, christ i can't see anything I can't fucking can you back the fuck off for one it's, got, it's called a bubble you're in my bubble Get off my jock, Etta. <laughs> All right. Why do you have boobs on your eyes? Yeah. Jesus, Etta, you made my eyes turn to fucking tits. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, I was trying to draw eyes, oh, but then no. just mm. turned into bosoms. <laughs> happy Halloween. I just thought to myself, what a happy accident. It's it, it, is a, the soup ready? <laughs> is can I feel like somebody? I just, need a soup spoon. Did somebody ask earlier how often I think of sex while drawing my comics? I feel like I heard uh, somebody. Brooke, ask no that. one did. We asked for I the feel salads like, let me and the that soup. Question, um, but first, uh, can we have can we have the food first, and then we'd be glad to listen. Before I answer that question, let me just take these pants off. Oh my God! It's uh, before the salads. Uh, uh, do you expect me to eat a salad with my pants on? Oh God! Oh God! And that seems. It... Oh God! I'm not a philistine. Oh. <laughs> uh, you may want to. You can. I can look that dictionary. up. Yeah, look that up yeah, in the where... dictionary oh, off my bookcase. Should I take my pants off first? Of course. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> You want? Why did you say that? You know, I don't know what Brooke McEldowney's answer is yeah, going to be. Right. Should yeah. I take my pants off? He's going to say yes. Yes, you should. Why are they uh, still on? God, Happy Halloween, twenty thirteen. <laughs> We're now into twenty thirteen, and it says thorax colon shadow president, and thorax is in a suit and he's holding up a finger. To make a point, I believe we will not have true equality until all of us on the planet enjoy the same advantages. That's a nice. That's a nice sentiment. Okay, it is sure. Second sure. panel okay, to I'm pay off you. that joke. To pay it off. To pay it off is a chicken 
standing <laughs> looking up at three teleprompters that all say cluck. <laughs> I literally I don't I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What is it? I don't know. He's shadow. Why? Why does he have to be shadow president for this? Why? Why does he have to be a shadow president? Why does he have to be in a suit? Why are there? Why? Why are there teleprompters for the chicken? What? What? Why? Who is he talking to? Why? Back. I want to back up and reiterate. Why does he have to be shadow president? This seems like it's a debate. So. <laughs> is what he's saying he's trying to he's trying to prompt the chicken to cluck like the chicken's not excited so, for that so he has to he has to prompt them or the, the like chicken. applause line is that the applause like it's like cluck, 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 cluck. No, or or the chicken's the chicken's retort to it is cluck like i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know what's happening i don't know what's happening I don't know what's happening. I don't know why anything is anything in this particular thing. Like, what is, like, it's, like, in, in his mind, it adds to the comedy that we know that this is Thorax, shadow president. And yeah. then it's not like he's enacting a law. He's just saying something he believes. So it could just, it's just as well that it's Thorax saying, it dressed like a farmer and then you show a chicken and he's drawn signs yeah. that are prompting him to say cluck. <laughs> but but then I don't know why I don't know why the chicken is saying cluck. I mean, he's saying cluck because he's a chicken. What, that part what's I understand. a shadow president? What it's what's as if the he's the definition? secret president. He's a oh, shadow, that's right. the, shadow government. The secret president. Shadow president. Right. Okay, shadow president. Okay. So this is where I'm confused. <laughs> this? This is, this is, we've crossed, we've crossed a line with this one. Now I'm confused. Cluck. 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 I love cluck. it that you're Why right. Three? It's just one cluck. Why three? And there's only one. There's yeah. three teleprompters. Each one says cluck. There's, For one chicken. I guess that's comedic rule of threes. I don't know. I don't know what. It sure is funny to me. I, like, I don't fucking, like, a lot of times you can sort of see, like, oh, he thinks this <laughs> is funny about this. It's not, but this is what he's going for. <laughs> this, I, I'm at a loss. All of us enjoy the same advantages, so the advantage that the chicken has is the chicken also has a teleprompter. Yeah. So Thorax is reading you. this off of a teleprompter. But you're right. Is it a debate? Like, is the chicken running for shadow president also? But he's already shadow president. Who's he talking to? Why? Why does the chicken? What? Why did the chicken cross the road to get to the debate and say cluck three times? Cluck three times on the ceiling if you want me. Cluck on the pipe if the answer is no. Cluck. <laughs> Tony Orlando and Cluck. I mean, I don't know. Brooke, God bless you for bringing this one. This, one, this is the so funniest like, was, is, I was like, maybe this one. I almost didn't include this one because I'm like, oh my God, I don't even. But it's, it's, it's what, like, what the, like, literally, I keep staring at it like I'm missing something. Certainly, I'm missing something. <laughs> 
What, what am I missing? I believe we will not have true equality until all of us on the planet enjoy the same same advantages. So what he's saying is uh, humans and and animals all should have the same advantages. So the yeah. chicken should also get to read from a teleprompter. I <laughs> well, I love too that like. The detail of the cord on yeah, the television. So there's you know it's three plugged cord. in. It's plugged in. So you know it's just not a music stand. It's not just a music stand with yeah, words on it. it looks like a music stand. It totally looks like cord. a music stand. It doesn't really look like... I mean, the way teleprompters work actually is the piece that's up there is glass. And it's reflecting yes, from below. Right. So the thing... So these are kind of tilted as if that's happening, but it's not being projected from anywhere. Right. So it looks like that post board, poster board yeah. with cluck written on. <laughs> <laughs> and so why do you need to plug in? I don't know. I don't know. I again, I don't know. I don't I don't understand. And I and I there's part of me that's like, if I look at it longer, maybe something will come to me. It never Will no, because sometimes when you and I do this, like later, it's like, oh fuck, maybe it was that. Like there's things that I regret not bringing up on the podcast, right? So I'm just trying to make sure I don't have that. Yeah, we're gonna really hang on about this. this I I contend that if we spoke directly to Brooke McEldowney and he told us what it was about, we still wouldn't understand. He He would never tell us. No, because no. us, because I was like, "What's a shadow president?" He'd be like, "Oh, you dumb shit." Us, anyone questioning what any one of his comics means, he'd just be like, "It's just, it's not for you, I guess." It's not, <laughs> and it isn't. This is not for me. It's not for you, Brooke. It's not for you, person listening to this podcast. It might be. I mean, I don't. Th- I haven't laughed that hard in a while. <laughs> It's so stupid. It is. That I haven't laughed that long. I mean, that one, I mean, I'm laughing at it, not with it. Um, All right. Happy Halloween 2015. Happy Halloween. Uh, Amos and Etta. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. I got to look up this character that's being talked about. And also maybe how to pronounce it. because it How is, to pronounce uh, it. There, I, I have a storyline with this character that I'd like to do okay. someday. Hold but on. it's like here is, 45. Here is how to say this character's name. Shulan. 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 Okay. Got it. Okay. Okay, great. Shulan is a is a character. Um, let me look up this character really quickly. Shulan Yuan is a highly regarded Hong Kong Chinese chelish. Chelish. Chelished. Shulan. Hong Kong Chinese chelish. Uh, from a wealthy family who once challenged Amos at the 2008 Brussels competition as a runner-up due to the online popularity of his and Edda's makeout session and graciously lost to him, but not before being touched when he gentlemanly presented her with a rose for being a good sport. Oh, my God. She was reintroduced into the series on September 14th, 2015, so she has just been reintroduced. Mm. Before this, 
this time as a mm. Juilliard student who understands English and has an affinity for cheeseburgers and given the name Wimpy for it after the Popeye character. With a brief oh crush God. on Amos, quickly making friends with Etta, she also became engaged after a whirlwind romance with Hugh Godalming. Within three days after <laughs> meeting him and later married him. She's also Brooke. Is it enough that Shulan is just a cellist? A world-renowned cellist. Is that enough? Of course not. That's not enough. Do you know what she also is, Brooke? I would like you to take three guesses as to what she is. And let me just warn you. You will not guess. (laughs) A rocket scientist. Ooh. No. No. Okay. Um, An Olympic skier. (laughs) That's a very good guess, but also no. Also not right. And, um, uh, oh, a a world-famous Chinese model. Not a model, no. She is also an accomplished pilot and a major stockholder of the fictional airline Canton Airways. So she's she's a cellist and a pilot who co-owns an airline. (laughs) Nobody... (laughs) Nobody can be just one thing here. Nobody can just be But they be call like, her Wimpy. She loves cheeseburgers, so they call her Wimpy. Oh, my God. Shulan. Okay. So this is Amos talking to Etta. Amos looks worried. We're over Etta's. We're seeing her back. Um, her hair looks messy. It doesn't look like Amos, though. I, it, she, it doesn't look like She kind of doesn't look like her either because her hair is just filled with scribbles. So I guess it there there's, I don't know. It's been She got a around. perm. <laughs> Look, all of us got a perm in the 80s. This is 2015. Mm, oh, sorry. Halloween. Right. 2015. Happy Halloween. Okay, so Amos says, honestly, I didn't know Shulan was coming up behind me. I felt someone tap my shoulder, and the next thing I knew, she was kissing me. And then Edda says, And what was it like? Her kiss, well, very gentle, soft, a bit damp. Oh, my God. All right. So then the next panel, Edda's walking away. She's angry at him. And she says. And just to settle my curiosity, how would you describe mine? You mean during my sweaty, tempest-tossed hallucination of shrieking abandon? Or after I return to disturbed consciousness marked by back strain? All right. Don't tell me. (sighs) I mean, what... Oh my God! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! I'm not. I'm not going to discuss this one. I'm just. There's nothing. No. What the fuck to say? <laughs> like always. It's so always with them. Some kind stupid. of like elaborate. The joke is Amos says something that he uses fifty words for instead of instead of ten. Like that's the joke. The joke is always. You mean you mean blah 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 blah. Or blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? And then she goes, ah. Yeah. Okay, don't But also, okay, just one more thing about this. I know you want to move on, but yeah. it just, why is everyone throwing themselves at Amos <laughs> all the time? No. Well, every woman throws herself at every man. That's why. Because it's that's, true. that's right. that is... That is the natural order of the world. And, of course, I'm sure Julan is hot. 
Of She's course probably just she like is. so sexy. Of course she is. The thing about this comic is every woman is potentially a model. And every man is something that crawled out from under a rock. <laughs> like, I don't even, I, I honestly don't understand. I guess he's describing when Shulan kissed him as a sweaty, tempest-tossed hallucination of shrieking abandon. Or that's, it's either he's describing that moment or... Because it's a hallucination, so he can't be describing something with Etta, right? If it's a hallucination. Or after I return to disturbed consciousness marked by back strain. Why is why did he hurt his back? <laughs> oh, because this it's it's like the showgirls uh sex in the pool. <laughs> Where he's just throwing himself around with so much sexy passion. That is the chef's kiss of scenes. It is. That's the chef's kiss of all sex scenes. Something to be savored. I mean. Like that. (laughs) If you you haven't seen Showgirls, you know, it's hard to get through because it's so bad. But it's it's also so great. But if if nothing else, go zoom forward to the sex in the pool scene. To Kyle McLaughlin and What's-Her-Face. Having sex in a pool. It is hilarious. Every moment of that movie is absolute genius. It's so... It really is. It really really, is. Their sex scene in a pool, though, is (laughs) utmost in ridiculousness. So much splashing. Like, like (laughs) I'm drowning splashing. Amount of splashing. Like, it's... It's like yeah, like like the way she was convulsing. You'd be like, it's oh like my just god, flapping arms. It's I need to call nine one one. Are they being electrocuted? Nope, they're just yeah. fucking. <laughs> um. So, uh, so Amos, as per always, settle my curiosity. How would you describe mine? Doesn't pick up on the cue. Like, oh, honey. I first of all, I'm sorry that I accidentally kissed Shulan. But, like, her kisses, which are a bit damp, um, oh, your kisses are damp. so moist. <sighs> <laughs> like, that he doesn't pick up on the cue that, he, that this is the time to be. That instead he's like, well, do you, um, do you want me to describe this or this? And that's what's <laughs> hilarious is that he's such a fucking idiot. Like, constantly. It's like, you know, it's like every sitcom with, like, beautiful wife and fucking dumb as, dumb as a bag of yeah. hammers husband. Yeah. But, like, yeah. but then also he's dumb, but he does describe something as a sweaty, tempest-tossed hallucination of shrieking abandon. Shrieking abandon. And then he returned to disturbed consciousness. Disturbed consciousness marked by back strain so is he describing the two of them having sex or is he yeah descri- like he's imagining them having sex while he she's it's, getting it's but so then unclear. like her response her response and face it does not all right don't tell me and her it doesn't look oh. like so he's he's fucking he's he's you know he's tap dancing for time right now he's like Trying to, he's running out the clock. And she's like, fuck it. Fuck you. Don't tell me, you fucking asshole. I'm trying to, 
pick up the cue that I want a, I want you to make me feel better and to tell me how much better I am at kissing than Shulan, whom you accidentally kissed. But instead, like, fine, you fuckface. <laughs> Don't tell me. But also, but also in all the other uh, strips where someone's coming on to Amos, Edda, like her does that teeth thing. Yeah, mouthful of corn. She gets furious and everything. And then she's just like, all right, don't tell me. Some woman just came up and kissed my boyfriend or husband. I guess husband at this point. And then I asked him to describe it and he described it like sort of lovingly. Tender, a bit, a bit damp. Just so, Etta, that you know that our tongues were intertwined. All right, last one. Last chance ice, as they say in Showgirls. <laughs> Last chance ice. This is a Sunday one, and it's a ballet one. And in the top, uh, the top row, it's from behind. Etta is uh, supporting herself on her hands and doing the full splits, and her legs are giant and twice as long as legs should be. Twice as long. It's, it literally looks like they put the rock's legs on her. Guys, guys, let me let me just use something to measure this. Okay, her entire leg is longer than from her butt to the top of her head. It's And then add on the foot. And then there's the foot being pointed. She's, fa- she's so- facing away, I guess, because Brooke McElhinney is like, you'll just have to imagine her doing the splits in front of you. Like I <gasps> Well, you know what? Oddly, it looks like she's in the pool with Kyle McLaughlin. It's, you know. Yeah. She's, she's, she's and her, her head's to the eagle. side. Her head's to the side because, like, she's, like, really digging it. You know, and then the thing, he does the thing, like, because he thinks it's, like, so, like, so, like, form-breaking or whatever. Like, this whole top row could just be one wide yeah. panel. But he has to break it for a little tiny little panel with just like her right leg from the knee down pointing. So unnecessary. Yeah. So then the next, now we're on the second row and now she's standing and has her arms out gracefully. And then the next panel, then she's sort of, her legs are crossed and her arms are still extended, but they're sort of pointing down and she's bending down. Then the next one, it looks like she's skating. Speed skating. It looks like she's speed skating. Her arms are behind her and she's sort of lunging forward. And then the next one, because there are four panels in this row, she is is somehow, is it a leap? I don't know, but her toes, she's doing the same thing she was doing in the top thing, full splits. Uh, one toe, her left toe is in the bottom left corner of the panel and her right toe is in the upper right corner and her arms are still extended. And now her arms look crazily long. Also, she looks like Stretch Armstrong and two children are fighting over to her. To do the clever, her toes are in the corner of each box. That's why you had to draw them so long because she's, she's kind of, you know, He's done it so she's touching the end of the she's, drawn yeah, box. Yeah, she's, she can't be contained. It's so clever. She can't be right. contained. Then the next one, now we're on the final one. We're, in the, we're coming down for a landing for the comedy. She's, uh, again, we see her from behind. Her, she's kind of arching her back. Her arms are out. And then the next one, her arms are down and she's strutting. And now we see the mysterious dog with blue eyes mm-hmm. that we've seen before. That just appears out of nowhere always. 
But the dog in the dance studio that you never noticed. No, before. she's she is unaware. The dog like pokes his head in the in the frame, like, what's going on in this panel? And then the next one, close up on her and <laughs> what? Uh, she is shocked. Joanne Worley. It what? is right, but it's also like the craziest fish face. It's so yeah. wild. So she, With- something Something surprising has happened, and then in our last panel, we find out what it is, and Mm. the dog has stuck its nose in her butt, because now she's hunched over, and both her hands are covering her butt, and the dog looks happy that he has done this. Pleased with himself. He's proud of himself. He's like, oh. Proud. I mean, literally proud. He's powdo. (laughs) He's powdo himself. He powdo himself. (laughs) Oh, my God. So... That's the comedy is uh, the dog, who I believe is an avatar for Brooke McEldowney, has entered right. to watch yep. at a dance and is like, I'm going to put my nose in your butthole. And so he did. And that's the joke. And the joke is the dog arrived like and disrupted her beautiful dance because it he you know that he's like proud of like this her, is her beautiful sex skate dance this is her dancing is like she is so graceful and amazing and look at how weird how overly long and her i don't legs know are. ballet but a couple of those those don't look like ballet moves i, I mean no it looks a little more modern dancey for sure. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't. So why wouldn't you be barefoot doing your modern dance? I mean, she's not dressed for modern dance. She's dressed for ballet. You know, she's wearing tights and then like a black leotard. But it's just like who? Th- what demented brain thinks? And happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween! The dog put his nose up my ass. Guys, I want to tell everybody who listens to this podcast, that we really wanted to bring you a treat to celebrate the season. This was no trick. And I am so sorry that this is what it was. It is as if you came to our house on Halloween Uh night, rang the doorbell, and were like, I heard they give full bars here. And that's what we had hoped to give, is full bars. And then you open the door, and we're like, here's some toothpaste and floss. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, we fuck you, fuck, fuck you, and you. I'm never coming back to this no, house. Toothpaste and floss is too nice. It's like, wh- what could we give? Like just a log or just, something, uh, or you know, have a, a, a big firewood. It looks, looks like a big bowl of candy, right? And yeah. you come up okay. and I and I'm like, open your bags, okay, trick or treat. And then I take a scoop. Here's some coleslaw oh. into your bag. <laughs> That's what it was. Yay. That's what we did. Ah, you ruined. You gave me coleslaw <laughs> and you ruined all my other candy. Yeah, that's what we did. Oh Sorry. God. Nine Chickweed Rage is written and produced by Brooke Dillman and Jeff Drake. If you're enjoying the podcast, help us spread the word. Tell your friends, subscribe, like, review, all that stuff. Also, if you've been exposed to a Nine Chickweed lane in the wild, so sorry, but let us know. We're on Twitter, at Nine Chickweed Rage. That's us. Send us a message, and we'll do our best to explain it on a future podcast. And again, thanks for listening. Uh, My wig needs to be Mm. puffed up. I'm quite vexed, as it turns (laughs) out.